You're listening to Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun. Hello and welcome back to the Utah Lake Facts, Fiction, and Fun podcast. My name is Sam Brager, host of the podcast and outreach coordinator for the Utah Lake Commission. And we love putting together these episodes. We hope you guys enjoy them too. But we've got a topic today that, you know, we want to make sure is is shared out to everyone to be able to learn about. And that is the importance of life jackets and water safety. You know, the title of this episode is Save a Life, Utah Lake Life Jacket Drive. And that's what we want to focus on primarily today is water safety at the lake. So the idea of the life jacket drive actually originated after the uh, double fatality that happened uh, earlier this year at Utah Lake. And that was in May, uh, end of April, where Priscilla Bienkowski and Sophia Hernandez unfortunately uh, lost their lives uh, while at Utah Lake. Uh, And this is an occurrence that happens at water bodies. And uh, all the agencies involved do everything they can, not only in those situations, but also to try and educate and prepare people ahead of time. The Save a Life Life Jacket Drive is something the Utah Lake Commission is putting on. And the idea came from trying to make life jackets more readily available. Um, Those two girls uh, did not have them. And uh, from what we've heard, their family is working on an idea of some kind of life jacket stand or, or memorial to them, um, I think at the Knolls, the area over on the west side of Utah Lake, or where they, they launched from. The Utah Lake Commission wants to implement a life jacket loaner program at multiple access points at Utah Lake. Not to be confused with the Utah State Parks life jacket loaner program, which every state parks, to our knowledge, that has a water body has a program in place as a part of that. Utah Lake State Park in Provo at Utah Lake is the only marina that has a loaner program currently. And so the commission wants to work with those marinas and our other partners in the public to gather life jackets that could be used as a part of a loaner program at multiple access points at the lakes. Ultimately, the commission sees this being at the four other public marinas, you know, Lincoln Beach, Linden Marina, American Fork Marina, and Saratoga Springs Marina, who are all on board with this idea and want to support it, as well as adding some at additional access points like uh, at the Knolls or, or other areas where boats are launched and people are, are frequently going out on kayaks, paddle boards, and such. Now, granted, we understand that there are people who do have life jackets. This is uh, you know oriented around those who might not have it, and that could be you know somebody who might not be having a boat but just a kayak or even just going out on an inner tube or such. Uh, we want to make sure that people have life jackets available to them in order to save lives. You know, According to the Utah Division of State Parks and Recreation, national statistics show that up to 80% of boating fatalities could have been prevented with a life jacket. Um, And it's something that, you know, even the strongest of swimmers sometimes can be caught off guard, and we strongly encourage that people use life jackets. So for the life jacket drive, right, let's get on those details. So the life jacket drive is going to run from September 30th through October 7th. Okay. There are several drop-off locations if you want to drop off an actual life jacket. Uh, right now, we do have uh, the public marinas, Utah Lake State Park, Linden Marina, American Fork Marina, and Saratoga Springs Marina are all on board with having a box uh, at their marina that will manage and, and get uh, those collected. So you could drop them off anytime uh, uh, in that week from September 30th to October 7th. We'll also try to work with a couple of the city offices, uh, I believe Orem City at this point has confirmed that they they will have a drop-off at their location, their city offices. Um, We'd like to try and get a couple other city offices to host a drop-off location as well to make it easier uh, or as easy as possible for people to drop them off. 
So as far as the the life jackets go, dropping them off, there's a couple of things people need to know. You know, you can't. This can't be some cast off that didn't work. And um, we're doing this at the end of the water season because we felt you know people are finishing, their kids are growing, or they're growing. <laughs> like myself, your belly might have grown a little bit during this pandemic stuff. And so there's probably the life jackets that you do use and fit and are, you know, is something you want to use next year. And there's those others that maybe just don't fit, but they're still in good condition and could be repurposed. So we want to make sure these are U.S. Coast Guard approved life jackets, and that'll be on there in the text on, on the life jacket, usually inside on the back of it. Um, the label on the inside must be legible. If any of the lettering's worn off, technically that life jacket does not qualify as a valid and safe life jacket. And the third thing is you got to make sure the zippers, buckle straps, uh, all the parts and pieces are in good condition. You know, there's not any gaping holes in the, the flotation areas. The straps and buckles are all working and aren't broken. So during those seven days, you could drop off a life jacket at any of those locations, right? The other option would be to donate monetarily. Um, so that could happen starting today. We actually have a link up on our website. Uh, we've got we've set up a, an online portal where you can actually donate to this effort um, if you don't have life jackets or, or would prefer to do so that way. Um, and those funds would go towards purchasing new life jackets to build a part of the program. But it also will help uh, with building these structures to have these on. So, uh, you know, a stand or, uh, you know, a structure of some kind where it's got hooks and the life jackets can hang up there, a little bit of educational signage. They could then be put up at these various locations. Um, we also are, uh, you know, looking for some volunteers who might be able to help um, with collecting the life jackets or also with the construction of these life jacket stands. So if you have any interest at all, feel free to reach out to our offices. Our main phone line is 801-851-2900, or you can just look us up online, utahlakecommission.org. Um, we'd love to have uh, anybody who's interested in helping help in some way with this life jacket drive. So as far as that goes, like we said, you can donate monetarily. You can donate a life jacket. Monetarily has started, you know, as of last week when we began marketing it. Um, we will put some flyers up in public locations across the county to try and raise awareness. But we ask that you try and help raise awareness with us. Uh, whether that's sharing this podcast episode, texting somebody, sharing one of our social media posts, we really want to get the word out there to collect uh, gently used life jackets in order to allow those who do not have them to be able to stay safe while down at the lake. So the life jacket drive is something we look forward to. I uh, hope to be able to report on that to you uh, in October and see how that went. Um, please feel free to reach out to us with any questions at all. Like we said, utahlakecommission.org. There's a pop-up right on the main page that says donate to the life jacket drive. As far as water safety goes at the lake, it doesn't just have to do with life jackets. So we briefly wanted to talk about a couple of efforts that Utah Lake Commission has made in the past and is currently making to continue to promote water safety at Utah Lake specifically. Um, one was a couple of years ago, oh, maybe back in 2017. Uh, we did work with several other partners uh, to install marina entrance lights at Linden Marina. So these are permanent year-round poles with lights at the top so that you can be guided in as a boater after dark. If you're out on the lake, it can be really hard to find where the marina mouth is, depending on how much light there is. So that is an effort we made several years ago in purchasing some of the equipment necessary to install those lights so that people could find that, uh, that marina mouth. It's a great resource there. 
Another one was uh, weather information. We noticed that there's a lot of weather stations around the county. Some of them are, you know, just hobby stations. Others are for entities like the Provo Airport and such. And we wanted to try and get better weather data available at Utah Lake. We technically had seen that there was the Provo Airport one on the east side, more or less, right? And on the south side, I believe it's USU, does have a weather station on West Mountain on the northern point of it. And that's fairly close proximity to the lake and good indications of weather. But the west and the north were somewhat lacking. They were a little bit further away. So we actually reached out to to various partners to see what options we had. And long story short, found out that UDOT had planned already to put in a new camera and weather station on the Redwood Road as it heads south of Saratoga Springs. And when they heard that we had interest in trying to get better data, they actually moved up the timeline. Um, This was two years ago now, 2018. They moved up the timeline and put in a station at, it's about milepost 17 on Redwood Road once you've headed south there. And so that has been a great way to get data coming in from the west side and just up the hill from the lake. On the north end of Utah Lake, the Utah Lake Commission paid for the equipment and install of a weather station at American Fork Marina. So if you've been to American Fork Marina out on the uh, western jetty, uh, at the end there, there is a light pole and up at the top, you'll see some equipment and that is the weather station. So it collects wind, speed and direction uh, and a few other parameters. And that has been a great way to get data down at the lake itself. So those are some efforts that have been made in the past and we've worked to try and make that data available. Speaking of which, there is an app out there. If you haven't heard of it yet, um, I'm sure we'll have to bring on uh, Sean Thornton uh, in the future. Um, he'd be great for uh, discussing because he's the uh, the uh, creator of the Windy Lookout app. So the way Windy Lookout works is uh, Sean is a local uh, Utah Lake sailor uh, and wanted to make sure people had weather information, but not just, you know, that they had to go search out themselves, but that they could be notified by. So Windy Lookout, when you download it to your phone and you you say yes to notifications, He's tapped into the weather stations we mentioned and others and actually alerts people in advance of wind events that could cause dangerous conditions on Utah Lake. And I believe he said something like 30 to 45 minutes sometimes. Uh, I think it's typically 20 to 30 minutes notice so that anybody who's out on the lake can have that because it can change very quickly and they can have that advance notice to get to a marina and safety before something were to happen. So definitely check out the Windy Lookout app. We'll make sure we put the link in the podcast notes. Um, great resource, completely free, very easy to understand and use. And we really enjoy working with Sean on trying to raise awareness and, and help people be able to be notified about weather at the lake. Uh, one other effort that we're working on right now, but has not been quite implemented yet, is live video feeds at the lake. Uh, so there are there is a live feed at the state park that's run by the Utah Water Ski Club. Um, and Linda Marina, we actually worked with them last year. Uh, the commission purchased the camera equipment and uh, Linda Marina has uh, installed it and is making the, the feed available. But it's just one shot of their marina. Um, there is an effort we're working on right now to try and get live camera feeds at all five public marinas. Um, So there's some funding kind of in the works that we're looking at, uh, some grant applications. Uh, But hopefully the goal would be that anybody can check out weather conditions, uh, marina conditions, like which one's busiest or has the longest line, or if there's a, you know, an issue with launching boats at one, you could check the other. But to be able to try and help people know before they even go to the lake what the conditions at the marinas look like. Now, obviously, water safety is bigger than just that. There's so much information that could be included about water safety. So we wanted to include just kind of a couple 
general tips. Uh, and some of those are pulled from state parks, boating program information. A couple to start off first would be the definition of boats. Uh, it was interesting. I learned from this personally. You know, the question is what's considered a boat? So according to the Utah Boating Act, a boat is defined as every type of watercraft capable of transporting a person or persons on the water. Boats such as personal watercraft, which is also called PWCs, rafts, canoes, kayaks, float tubes, inner tubes, kick boats, and stand-up paddlecraft are subject to Utah's boating laws and rules. That's why when you take out a kayak or a paddleboard, you also need to have life jackets just like you would on a motorboat or a sailboat. So as far as life jackets go, Utah law requires that all boats have at least one type one, type two, type three, or type five <laughs> U.S. Coast Guard approved life jacket of proper size, in good and serviceable condition and readily accessible for each person on board. To clarify, readily accessible means easily located and retrieved without searching, delay, or hindrance. All life jackets must be used in accordance with the age, weight, activity, and use restrictions listed on the U.S. Coast Guard approved label. We mentioned earlier about the condition of life jackets that we were looking for in the life jacket drive. You know, in the information here from state parks, it says that life jackets must be replaced if they show deterioration including metal or plastic hardware that's used to secure the life jacket is broken, deformed, or weakened. Uh, webbing or straps used to secure the life jacket are ripped or torn or have become separated from the attachment point on the life jacket. Or any other rotted or deteriorated structural component that fails when tugged. Also, you know, it can't have uh, any rips, tears, or open seam that's large enough to allow the loss of the buoyant material that's inside. Additionally, any buoyant material that's become hardened, non-resilient, permanently compressed, waterlogged, oil-soaked, or which shows evidence of fungus or mildew is also non-serviceable. So that's why, you know, to put it simply, we said, you know, make sure it's a life, a U.S. Coast Guard-approved type of life jacket, which you can look those up online. If if you just search U.S. Coast Guard approved life jackets, there are four different types of approved life jackets, one, two, three, and five that can be worn. Four is a throwable device. Um, so you can check that out online. But that's why we said, make sure it's one of those, make sure the label must be legible, and that's kind of a good general rule of thumb, and then making sure the zippers, buckles, and everything else is in good condition. So really interesting information to learn about life jackets. Two other interesting facts about boating that we pulled for safety. On rivers, every person on any vessel, including inner tubes, must wear a properly sized and approved life jacket. For persons older than 12 years of age, life jackets may be loosened or removed only while on designated flat water river sections, which you can contact the Division of State Parks and Rec for a listing of which sections of river are designated flatwater river sections. The last thing we wanted to share that was interesting is something, and this is one of the cases that applies to that double fatality that we mentioned. Users of non-standard manually propelled vessels, such as air mattresses and inner tubes, are required to comply with life jacket laws when being used on any river or more than 50 feet away from shore except in a marked swimming area. So if you want to take an air mattress or an inner tube or something out on the lake and play, that's great. But if you're going to move more than 50 feet from shore, legally you need to be having a life jacket on regardless of age, it sounds like. We want to make sure that you are being safe. Those are some great tips from the Division of State Parks and Recreation. We'll make sure to include a link to their website. The last thing we want to just pull is a few notes from a blog on our, our website titled How to Enjoy Utah Lake Safely. 
And those are just more general recommendations. You know, first being watch the weather. Uh, like we mentioned, we've worked on a lot of efforts to try and make weather data available. The day and age we live in, there are all kinds of smartphone apps and websites to try and help you with that. But make sure that you are educated uh, about the weather and are aware and, and don't take the risk. You know, even though it is fun, it is better to come in and be safe um, while out on the water. Second, be aware of your surroundings. Uh, obviously, Utah Lake is a more shallow lake when it's full, an average feet of uh, 10 feet deep. You know, as water levels go down, especially this time of year, you know, from June forward, really, it can be decreasing. We're down a couple of feet now. You want to make sure you're aware of your surroundings underneath the boat and above. You know, other boaters that might be in the area, uh, other watercraft, paddle boards and such. You also want to make sure what's aware, you're aware of what's underneath your boat, uh, sandbars, rocks, and other obstacles, uh, and being safe while you're out there boating. Also, don't go alone. It can be very peaceful to be by yourself. We do recommend where possible, go with a buddy. Go with someone else. Let people know where you're going and when. Just like any outdoor uh, recreation activity, if you're going hiking or something, you know, you're know, you going backpacking a couple of days, you should leave a plan with someone at home. Same thing applies when you're going out on a water body. And the last is go out and enjoy Utah Lake. We've come kind of to the time of year where the general season's starting to kind of close out. We're hopefully going to get some cooler weather in here, but there's definitely still activities going down at the lake. Uh, I was talking with somebody from the sailing community recently. They're out there until ice comes on. And I know there's lots of other groups who will probably be out there too, other boaters and such. I know <laughs> we've seen some boaters who are out in February because there is no ice and they're out, you know, in a wetsuit or a dry suit and enjoying it. So there's lots of time still in the, the season to be able to enjoy the lake, go out, make some great safe choices and have a great time. Other than that, please make sure to help us spread the word about the Save a Life Life Jacket Drive. September 30th through October 7th, you can take a life jacket into one of the public marinas or some of the city offices. We have info on our website, utahlakecommission.org. Um, you can donate monetarily online or there's a QR code on all the flyers that you can scan with your phone. Side note, apparently you can just use your camera on your phone to do that. Don't need a scan app, actually. Kind of cool. But help us out with that life jacket drive so that we can gather more life jackets and, and hopefully save lives. Thanks for listening in, you guys. If you heard something you liked in this episode, please subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review. While you're at it, take a second and share this episode with someone else you think would like it. Help us spread the word about the facts, fiction, and fun of Utah Lake. You've been listening to Utah Lake, facts, fiction, and fun. For more information and resources, visit utahlakecommission.org forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening.